Well, this is certainly going to be a different kind of intro for us this week. We went ahead and recorded a fantastic interview with Bob Rogers from Lance Camper, and it's still still intact. We are going to hear it here shortly. It's fantastic, but Lindsay, PJ, and I did forget to record an intro for this episode. So here I am sitting on a Sunday afternoon recording an intro in my living room. Welcome to RV Small Talk Podcast, where we talk about library trailers, truck campers, and the people, places, and adventures that go right along with them. We're your hosts from Princess Craft RV, or today, my living room. I'm Clint, and Lindsay and PJ will be joining me shortly when we get into the section where we actually recorded the podcast. If you'd like to see show notes for this episode or any other episode we've ever recorded, head on over to RVSmallTalk.com. You can find us socially on Facebook at RV Small Talk Community. Or we do have a YouTube channel as well, where you can find us as RV Small Talk Podcast. If you have any questions, recommendations, comments that you'd like to send our way, hop into your favorite email app and drop us a line at questions at rvsmalltalk.com. Without much further ado, let's hop on into this great interview that we did with Bob. So today, so excited, we get to talk to Bob Rogers from Lance Campers and Hey, Bob, we've known you for a long time, and I'm glad yeah. you could join us. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, Bob Rogers, uh, Lance Camper, been uh, with Lance about eight years now, uh-huh. and uh, work on the marketing team here, uh, as well as uh, assisting with a little bit of the product development. And some of the other things that, that we do, we're kind of a smaller group, so we all kind of pitch in. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just really excited to be here. I love this format. I love podcasting. Um, we jumped into it early on as a manufacturer, and then just had to get away from it because we we're so busy with other stuff, but right. I really want to get back into it. And yeah, today I'm yeah. coming from my home office. I work uh, uh, remote two days a week and then on site three days a week up at, at Lance. Well, we okay. relate to all of those things because yeah. we have almost scrapped ours a couple of times because, man, when you get busy, it is a project. The advantage yeah. of having three podcast hosts is when one person is out of town or really, really busy, you right. still got the other two. Yeah, yep. that's, no, that's true. Cool. That's it's, really helped us. <laughs> yeah, it's just such a, a neat format and a, a fun format. And uh, so, yeah, actually, I was just we were at SEMA this year with our our uh, prototype adventure trailer uh, Enduro. And uh, I was mm. able to participate in a, in a couple of podcasts there right inside the unit. And it's just it's just a great, great format. So I I am really excited and proud of you guys for starting it and just growing it every year you guys get better and better and Lindsay grabbed onto it and done a, a wonderful job with it so fantastic oh, and you. kudos to you guys yeah absolutely well we built the entire thing off of Lindsay's laugh that that is our true. rock <laughs> that is what we hold on to week after week that'll, that'll work we have a dj here in, in los angeles that that's how she makes her living so keep it up Lindsay. <laughs> Well, we're excited to talk to you because you have, with your marketing expertise, you have a good handle on kind of what's happening in general in the market. So, you know, one of the things we wanted to start off with is what is in the mind of the buyer now? Is it different than maybe we saw two years ago? I know you see all the demographics. What are you seeing that's different now? Well, I'm, I'm going to be, I'll, I'll be very, you know, you know me, I'm very authentic and, and honest about things because of the last two years, I haven't been in touch with consumers on a face-to-face basis mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. nearly as much as we're used to. We just haven't well, gone thank to the you shows. For that. <laughs> yeah. You know, we just haven't gone to the shows and, and had that, but 
We uh-huh. still have um, every owner survey uh, that we get on our new product. We I read, and we have a as you know a very active uh, owner group, Lance Owners of America, and they're very vocal and very active uh, right. about what they like or don't like about the brand and the product. Matter of fact, I just spent uh, almost a half day with an individual that happened to stop by Lancaster and walk them through the, the 2022 product. And so, you know, we're familiar with that and, and obviously stay in touch with, with our reps that, you know, like Scott, that calls on you guys mm-hmm. a lot. But um, I think that the biggest change that, that we've all seen is, you know, just a couple things. The, the mindset is just um, the weight, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know, having to wait on a new product that, you know, is 40 to $70,000 people aren't used to that. Um, they are more now because the automotive side had to follow suit, you know, with the chip shortages and right. so forth. So that's true. And, and other, yeah, other shortages. So it's become more of a norm, but in the beginning that was just such a, you know, we had dealer inventory and we could pretty much, you know, see, sell what you see and didn't have to wait that long for an order. But now with the wait period, that's been the biggest mindset that I've seen change. But I said, now people are getting used to that. Um, and then just the demographic that, that we've seen come into the market with, you know, a bigger change to first time buyers um, and non-experienced RV buyers coming in, uh, asking questions that we just normally don't get. And especially mm-hmm. versus the Lance typical buyers, you guys well know, um, they're, they're pretty educated by the time they get to the dealership. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, they, they, they do their homework. I call them blue collar engineers, man. They are. <laughs> They are very That's anal about what can they I know. steal that? <laughs> That's yeah. perfect. That is you perfect. Can. You can because it, it I, to me, you know, I have cutouts of Mr. and Mrs. Lance in my office that I try to refer to when I, and anytime I develop a marketing piece, I'm talking to the right person. You know, it's got their age, their, their psychographics, their demographic, uh, and that kind of thing. And, and man, Mr. and Mrs. Lance, they know their stuff, um, when they come in. So, yep. uh, yeah, the newer buyer and our first time buyer rate, um, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me for the last year, but um, probably went from, you know, mid 20 percentage um, to almost 50 percent. Whoa. Um, Whoa. We, we are actually, yeah, we were tracking actually almost 30 percent, um, which is pretty high for a, a mature brand like us beforehand. But it jumped to, you know, almost 50 percent, which is which huge. So that that buyer coming in, um, as you guys can attest to, I'm surprised same with every brand, um, has different questions, has more than, more than it has different expectations. Yeah. Um, you know, I, and, and just cut me off cause I'll ramble for the next three hours. So <laughs> what, what, <laughs> we're not very good at that. So, so. What, PJ when, knows, but yeah, so the, I'm sorry, Lindsay, the, the one point I wanted to make before I forget, cause I'm getting older and I'll forget it is they, they, they want the Lexus experience. You know, versus yes. they don't they don't understand that the RV experience is not an automotive experience. And when I talk of that level of maturity in an industry, yeah. the automotive market is up here. Motorsports, which I spent some time in, is kind of in the middle. And our industry is really down here in terms of sophistication. Well, why and is it we, that way? And it's interesting because yeah. what we sell, I mean, from an insurance and uh, finance standpoint, is a luxury item. Oh, and here we so maybe we need to start up. selling with our pinky up. <laughs> there you oh. go. All right, let's try it. Change oh, no, the no. RV industry one pinky at a time. 
Man, well, you're, I got to write this stuff down. I know, I know. Get a, get <laughs> a pen and these, paper. These are, these are gems here. Well, <laughs> it, yeah, you, no, if we're charging I, I think, them yeah. $70,000, wouldn't you expect right. a less ex- Lexus experience? That's hard to say. You Lexus might run, experience? You might need to run with Audi or something. The Mercedes experience. Oh, yeah. That kind of rolls off the tongue yeah. a little better. There you uh, go. So no, I yeah no, I think I think that's a a big part of it um, because you know you're spending you know sixty seventy thousand dollars, which you know if you bring a seventy thousand uh, dollar Lexus home, by gosh, every little thing on that car better work. And it better <laughs> work know? perfectly. It better work perfectly. Just day everything one. ought and, to be great. Well, yeah, why isn't so, the RV yeah. industry that way? I mean, well, I think the, that's the yeah, question everybody yeah. asks. Why I bought a car? Yeah. I didn't have this problem. Yeah, I think the biggest thing it comes down to it and how, again, it's the sum of the parts. It's how it's designed. It's how it's produced um, are the biggest things. Okay. Um, yeah. When you look at the automotive industry, um, you know, they'll take, you know, two to three to four years to design uh, in, in CAD and in, in electronic uh, systems a, a product and then take another year to two years prototyping it. And right. they'll have prototype every different level and test every different level offline, online. And by the time that thing rolls off the production line on their first, you know, product production, it, it's had a lot of rigorous testing behind it and design experience right. behind it. It all comes down to dollars. Now, when you look at the production line, if you've ever gone to a automotive assembly uh, uh, plant and then compared it to a typical RV assembly plant, you'll see that they're probably 70% robots, uh, 80% robots in some case. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't seen a robot in an RV assembly plant yet. Yeah, that's true. I, I never I thought about that. Not I even a Roomba? Never. Truly <laughs> a Roomba. Not even a Roomba. I have one oh. in my house, but not at the <laughs> But I think there's huge opportunity because robots have come down in price and functionality is a lot easier. It's more user interface. You know, anybody can program a, a robot now. So, I think you're going to see that. And I look at like CNC machines. I can't. (laughs) I know you you won't be able to jump in. It's possible. I've had, I had my energy drink this morning. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So look at CNC for instance. And we, we started, we were the first RV manufacturer to have a CNC machine in a plant about 13 years ago. I remember that. Yes. And now they're, they're just Winnebago just got one put in a couple of years ago and they're just starting to come on. I think you'll see robots in the not too distant future, but in summary, that's why I think the 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 quality is different for the same price. And a, a CNC machine, if you don't know what that is, it's a computerized cutting machine, basically that yeah. that is like a big giant computerized jig, yeah. right? Yep. That cuts yeah, no, out sidewalls. No. It cuts out panels. You know, it cuts the windows out. Um, exactly. Yeah, we still have customers who say, well, I think this was one, maybe this was cut an inch wider than the one next to it. And I'm like, uh, no, that that didn't happen. It, yeah. And, and so that, you know, when we talk about Lance quality and why we're kind of a premium product, that that's a big piece of it. Um, CNC machines are not cheap right? Uh, to buy, to, to set up properly and then to, to maintain properly. Um, but it gives you that quality time and time again. You get that consistent cut. Right. Uh, and that, and when you, so when you walk into a Lance and you go, you know, well, why is the Lance's price and why is the quality a little bit better and that kind of thing. And you see the, the zero tolerance where the wall hits the ceiling and things yes. like that. You know, you don't see tape, you don't see gimp. Um, that's why, because we have those things in place and it's, it's, it starts with the CAD drawing 
that gets down to the shop floor, which goes in the CNC machine and you get a perfect part every time. Um, that's all combines to, to what we have. Yeah. Right. You know, another difference uh, between uh, RV and automotive industry is by the time that product has gone through the design the and all the prototyping, by the time it does, there is a product coming off the line. That automotive company, that automotive brand actually owns pretty much the whole thing uh, horizontally and vertically. They, you know, they own all the components. Exactly. Is that what you're trying to yeah, say? Yeah, they know they own the components. They probably produced it, or they've branded an OEM component and they warranty every single component. And they do. New buyers do not compute that typically. Right. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. Even though, you know, they use a Bose uh, stereo, that Bose has been custom made for that particular model not brand, but that model mm -hmm. and been in a mm -hmm. sound tunnel and, and tested and that kind of thing. Right. So you're exactly right. right. And then they stand behind the warranty from the dealer. So you don't get the finger pointing of, you know, whose, whose job is it to fix this, this, this piece. So, and that goes into the dealer experience. So every step of the way there's huge, and, and it's the reason why I came into the industry, quite honestly, uh, to use some of that expertise to, to apply it in our industry. And we still have, that's the cool thing about our industry. There's so much opportunity for the manufacturer that wants to take hold of it. And quite honestly, the dealer, it's not just manufacturer, it's supplier, it's manufacturer, it's dealer uh, to improve the design, the manufacturing and the servicing. Look at the servicing side. My gosh, you guys can attest. Um, yes, you know, to, <laughs> we can. You know, yeah, to have to wait, you know, more than a few weeks or whatever to get an appointment, number one, and then not get it fixed right the first time. In the automotive industry, it was all about fixed right the first time. Mm -hmm. If that car came in and did not get fixed right the first time, everyone got involved and, and we had huge staff to just deal with that mm -hmm. and all the, all the things that go behind that and support that in terms of parts availability, technician training, quality control. We, we have leaps and bounds to, to go there, but yeah. making huge strides, huge strides. And in this business, it's okay. Well, if that didn't fix it, let's look at something else. Let's try it. It is not unusual. I, I mean, it is. It's not the norm, but it is not unusual to have to look in a different direction, contact more people, wait on parts. It certainly yeah. isn't the Lexus experience. A lot of times no. in service, it's really a yeah. shame. It's well, such I, a shame. and to me, I get it, I get excited about it because the opportunity. I mean, it's huge. Yes. And, and, and you guys, I think, are, are really, really good at that. And, and when you look at the differentiators between our owner surveys, how they rate dealerships, um, it really comes down to that relationship and how fast you can get it fixed. But communication, you know, are you staying in touch with me on what's going on? Right. Uh, you know, that's a huge deal, even if it's in the in the in the shop for you know a few days or even weeks. As long as I know as a customer, you're keeping me informed of what's going on. I feel a lot better. But right. we're so busy, we may not reach out to that customer and all right. of a sudden they're going, what's going on? And, and they don't know that. So, but anyway, uh, there's huge opportunity um, to improve and, and keep doing it. And the market is crazy. And COVID, you know, uh, mm -hmm. bless COVID for our industry. We've had a record setting year. This year looks as good as last year, uh, which is phenomenal. But we've also yeah. had all those uh, shortages and backlogs and issues to go along with it. Uh, yeah. So as long as people are patient, they can get a trailer and they can go out and have fun. 
Yeah, and if absolutely. half of them are newbies, that really clogs up the service department, too. Uh, yeah. We have a tremendous amount of user error problems come into our service department. So right. yep. I know what you're talking about. Now, there is a lot of talk about Mr. and Mrs. Lance becoming a lot younger than they used to be. Are you seeing yep. that? We are. We are. Um, and it's really the the two separations on the on the demographics. Um, they're a lot younger and uh, COVID has forced a lot of that or brought a lot of that, I think, which is a, a great thing. Uh, right. for us because you know it's one of the few alternatives you had to to uh you know safely distance socially distance and matter of fact i did an ad campaign on that all last year <laughs> Wonderful. Um, yeah and it, and it and it's been great but their expectation is totally different they don't want to mm-hmm. fix they want the product to work right the first time mm-hmm. they want it to be the user interface to be simple mm-hmm. um uh, and they don't want to uh, fix it themselves whereas our typical yeah mr and mrs lance um, almost, especially on the truck camper side, and you yes. guys can, can support me on that. They're almost proud of the fact that they fixed it themselves. Oh, oh yes, yeah. yeah. Right, all experts, all experts. <laughs> they've been in every access panel. That they've yeah. probably diagrammed it. <laughs> yes, yeah. and if they're not engineers, it, they wish they were. Yeah, and that's one of the things you know. They'll call us and say, "Hey, can I get a diagram of this one?" Ever we're like, mm-hmm. "Yeah," because we have it all on CAD. Sometimes we can help that out. Not always. Well, um, I will it. tell you, you are and have been for years, one of the only manufacturers we work with that pretty consistently has information, drawings, electrical schematics, all of those things when customers ask about them. Because we have customers who ask about it for everything. Yes. Right. Nobody has yes. it. <laughs> nobody has it. You or guys we'll do, give it to the customer. Or maybe we yeah. get something that's kind of close that's recent. Right. I think the rest right. of the world in the RV industry is starting to realize that's important. But yep. uh, when new RVs can be designed and put out on the market in a matter of months, right? Yeah. then it is. And, and parts get switched out pretty regularly or adjusted or changed in mid-production. Right. Um, yep. When you think about making a Lexus, how many hundreds do they make exactly alike going down the line? Yeah. And in yeah. the RV industry, that's not so. You, uh, Lance just changed, but you had how many options? Maybe 50? <laughs> we, we had a lot, but that's one of the things I want to talk about for the 2022. I think uh, ah. you know, we, streamli- yeah, we streamlined that. And I think we, have, uh, we took over 20, uh, about 24, 25 previously optional things and made them standard. Yes, thank uh, so, you. Yeah. Thank they, you. Yeah, Huge yeah. difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, simplifies the ordering, right, from inventory side, from your side. And, and simplifies. it simplifies the customer's understanding, too. Yeah, when you're shopping exactly. for a trailer, I mean, most people don't ask, and they should, but they don't ask, okay, I'm in this trailer, I really like it, what's optional? What? Yeah, what <laughs> am I seeing that I have to add? Yeah, no, it's true, and, and again, automotive, looking at it as packages, right? You know, they, they right. learned that years ago and mm-hmm. you have package ABC or performance package or sport package and then, and, and that right. kind of thing. So they, and I think we're, we're following suit and going that way and still have a long way to go, but I think that'll help everybody in the long run. So we're excited about that as well. But uh, yeah, going back to that, that first time buyer, to me, it's really exciting to bring the age down. Um, we're always going to get the, the boomers and the Xers uh, right. coming in, looking at our stuff because that's just, one of the things you have to do when you retire, it's a mandate. You got to think about think an so. RV. <laughs> That's how you get your AARP card? 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's part of oh, the problem. I don't know. My experience is they just start mailing them to you way early. And way too early, right? Yes. They started me like at 40, I swear. Come on. I, it's what it felt like. That's yeah. because you can get the AARP benefits before you're of age. And oh uh-huh. man, you probably you probably get AARP benefits at like heck yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm already signed up. Luby's uh, loves me. Luby's <laughs> closed. It, oh, they don't Aww. love me. Sad. But it it but does. No, it's kind of a yeah, shock think, when you get that. Yeah, no, it is. It's like oh my gosh. But anyway, <laughs> um, no, I love it because. Um, they're 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 just more fun to deal with i'll just be honest with you (laughs) younger people Um, yeah you know the mindset um i love uh the lifestyle and 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 that kind of goes into you know our truck camper product as an alternative to the van life um right i've been i've been going to overland overland uh type events for uh, almost seven years now Mm -hmm. and and overlanding is a word that a lot of people didn't know Two years ago or three years ago right yeah. and now it's right? a norm Let, it's part now of the it's RV like industry. hey what is it yeah and and it's still growing like crazy right. i mean uh I, I went to sema and they have a whole section you know just for overlanding and that's where we displayed the enduro but uh it's it's young and you say it's a great lifestyle i mean you know as rvers we love the outdoor lifestyle mm-hmm. and you know they're typically involved in in really adventurous lifestyle even if it's just outdoor photography but a lot of times it's you know skiing and snowboarding right. and mountain biking right. and fly fishing right. and that's stuff i just love to do and and so i'm glad our customers are, are gravitating that way too and i still love you know the people my age I, i'm an oldie too and and i dig that too but um as an alternative to a a van once people they hear about van life right and they think they want a sprinter and they want to build out their their Ford Transit van and and they find out, oh my God, that thing's small or that takes a lot of money. Right. By the time right. I got done, I got 120 grand into it. And then they say, oh man, let's look at this alternative. What's that? What else is out there? And we show them a truck camper. Yep. Right. Their, their mind is blown on the versatility of it, the functionality of it. I can use my daily driver truck and still go camping and right. I have slide outs and you know, the benefits of the of the truck camper uh, is is so great. And uh, it, we've opened a lot of young people's eyes to that market, which to me is exciting. I think that's super exciting. But honestly, a lot of the pushback we get is that much for a truck and a camper. I should just go get a van. But, right. you know, a lot of times the price is the same or a lot more. Have you seen the new Winnebago vans that are out? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, my yeah. goodness. And now they're super the cool. And the Airstream. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some there's some crazy stuff out there. And you're looking at two hundred thousand plus two hundred thousand dollars for a for a Sprinter van. That's crazy. So and, and then uh, it's really great because um, we, we do a lot of camping. Laura and I do. And we brought our kids up camping in, in, in the desert and doing the the uh, toy hauler thing. And, you know, I've been fortunate to camp in every product from a folding camper to a diesel pusher and I come back to a truck camper um, more than any of those uh, now because of the versatility and we can pull anything behind it we want Um, if we're not towing we can go in the fast lane which we love but when we get Mm -hmm. there and we have friends that have sprinter vans and they're camping with us Mm -hmm. we like to we like to off-grid we like to camp and BLM land and be off the grid we don't go to campgrounds Uh, they got their sprinter van there and you know what they're struggling with where and how do I go to the bathroom? I can't take a shower. 
uh, I got to have my coffee in the morning and yeah, I do want to do my jet boil, but I think I'll run into town and get a Starbucks. You know, Laura and I are sitting over there with our, you know, 1172 with the slide outs out. Yes, <laughs> yes. You know, you know, it's warm. It's, you know, it's cool if we need it. And, and they're all just like, wow, you know, that looks pretty enticing. You so, don't have to break um, right. camp and you don't have to break the piece that you're currently marinating yeah. in. Right. And the, and the whole thing, marinating, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, that's clean. Man, <laughs> it's a good one. But the, the other thing cool the, that I love is, you know, we talk about trends. I'm sorry, I'm kind of talking a lot of different areas that I know you guys want to cover, but the whole solar trend and getting away from generators, the whole industry is moving that way. And I yes. love it. I love it because of that reason. Man, our generators, they're, no, they're loud, they're noisy, they're stinky. And if we can have battery power, all of our appliances now with lithium batteries and solar, it's so cool. Absolutely. It really yeah. is. Did, yeah. Isn't it, isn't California the state that just banned the sale of new generators in what, three or four years? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Lindsay. You're absolutely right. Wow. Um, and yeah, yeah we, that crazy, we, crazy to think about. Entire huh? segments wow. of off-road vehicles are no longer able to be sold unless they're tagged a certain way and they can only be in certain places. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Wow. Big changes I've, I've coming. Dealt, yeah. I've dealt with that and they've been, we've been doing that since I've, I've been out here. I, we moved out here 25 years ago from Michigan and have been riding off road all that time. And yeah, we have a red tag and a green tag and you can only ride a red tag during certain seasons and all that kind of stuff. It's wow, crazy. Wow. But yeah. So Lindsay, you're exactly right on the generators and it's a huge deal. It's still like any law is being interpreted and what is in and what's not. Right. And it depends on if it's diesel, if it's propane and portable and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's the movement and it's the direction just like EVs and right. the sooner and the sooner we all adopt it. And unfortunately we were as an industry already moving that way. Yeah. You know, in the last two years, if you look at the, the solar panel right. uh, capability and lithium batteries took it up to the next level. I think right? there's right. some changes right. that, that the industry pushes and the consumer just kind of has to adopt. But I think that the move to solar and lithium and all that is either mutual or it's a little bit more consumer driven and depending on the manufacturer where the consumer is actually pushing the manufacturers that way a little bit faster. I agree. I agree. Uh, we do so many upgrades every week here because people walk in and they say, I want my batteries to last longer and I don't want to have to put water in them. And boom, they'll do, you, do whatever it takes do you know to why? move to lithium. Do you know why? Why? Because it's more fun. It uh, is more fun. It's more fun. It's like a puzzle. And uh, people get to say, you know, well, I have this many battery, lithium batteries and all these solar panels and they get to do their show off thing. And But other than that, it's just a puzzle. And people really like trying to figure out how they can get the most power or how they can go the longest. And generators are too easy. Well, I don't know if they're too easy. They're they're it's more true. loud, mechanical, messy, and it's really way more fun lithium, with solar. Yeah, it is. Lithium and solar really fits into what you were talking about with uh, the younger crowd. Um, they want the high tech, and they want it to just it just work. Work. Well, here's here's Lindsay hit hit the nail on the head. The uh, the younger Boom. generation. Okay, you win. To- Are you saying she won? <laughs> all right. No, you're you're all right. Okay, you're there you right. go. There you're you go. All right too. Okay, you're all right too, Bob. <laughs> no, you hit it. You hit it perfectly on the head. The younger generation, and and it's consumer driven, uh, asking for it. But the younger generation, they want it plug and play, right. because when you start looking at, you start trying to figure out what panels do I need, what inverter do I need. 
what batteries do I need? It gets very complex very quickly. Mm -hmm. And the younger generation says, listen, I want to order it from you guys, have it installed and have it work. No, it works. The older generation, they love to sit there, like Lindsay said, and develop their system and brag about it. That's right. I I (laughs) figured it out myself. I install it myself. And yeah, I've got 18 lithium batteries and 25 solar panels and I can power my neighborhood. So it's cool, but it's a lot of fun. And We've done a lot of experimenting and uh, I have a, a truck camper right now with four lithium batteries in it and three panels. And I ran the AC for, I think, six hours one day Wow! Uh, with no problem at all. And it, it was it's awesome. So wow. I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. Yeah. Well, Lance was one of the first manufacturers I know that I knew of and that I carried for sure that had lithium actually on their option sheet. You guys right. started doing it even before you printed a new option sheet. You're like, hey, guys, we can do this. And I mean, yeah. people started ordering it right off the bat. Yeah. So has yeah. that and, been you know, a it, big piece for you? Have you seen a huge jump in yeah. people ordering lithium? Absolutely. Yeah. And it's crazy because it's not a cheap uh, accessory. No, you know. no, it's not. not. Thousand dollars <laughs> plus a battery. Um, it, it gets pretty expensive, but the benefits are great. So yeah, the battery is lighter, 30% lighter, sometimes 40%. Um, it's absolutely sealed. It gives us the flexibility of mounting that battery anywhere now because it doesn't have to be vented. Right. right so right. we can we can put weight distribution and packaging, which is so key in, in our product in, in different areas. And uh, they just last longer. You know, they yeah, have a, a longer. They do. And, and the fact you can discharge down to zero percent uh, is is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. And the only downside that we've run into, and they're already all over it, is the ability to work under freezing temperatures. Right. Um, they will not take a charge under freezing temperatures typically, but the better the battery manufacturers are already all over it, uh, doing uh, heating blankets and heating things, and you know, yeah. built in. So within another year or two, that that won't even be an issue. And we're putting a lot of them inside. So if you're camping, the battery is actually inside with you. It's not going to yep. be below freezing inside your camper. And then right. you don't have that problem. So exactly. that's yep. another way Absolutely. to fix it. Okay. Well, if generators yep. are becoming problematic, how is that going to affect truck campers? Because we sell an awful lot of truck campers that yep. have a built-in generator. Do yeah, you know and that? I think it'll be, yeah, I, I, you know, I think it'll be an evolution just like our generators. I mean, this year we put in a, a newer, quieter, you know, running generator, which was a big step, quite honestly. So what did you put um, in it? It's just it's just a new version from ONN. So it's a, okay. their latest model, which is quieter and less less vibration. Mm-hmm. Um, but the but the next step is just going to batteries. Um, right. and, and again, remember, that's a propane generator. Right. Uh, not a gas or diesel, okay. which, which has some yeah benefits because it can run off your propane system. You don't have to have a separate gas system just okay. for a generator, which well, is an advantage. Well, before we get completely away from this demographics, <laughs> which I'm fascinated with, have you seen, we've obvi- obviously seen a rise in trailers. Has the rise in um, truck campers been about the same amount or how is that comparatively? The rise in? In, dem- in sales. In, oh, in, sales. Okay. I thought it was yeah. demographic. Yeah. In sales. No, uh, not the same. Um, it's been, uh, uh, single digits in truck camper, double digits and trailers for multiple years now. Okay. So the, the growth curve on the trailer side is drastically different than truck camper side. So the entry level uh, people that are brand new that jumped up to 50%, they're buying trailers. Absolutely. They haven't caught on to truck campers yet. You need to do you a know, good job here, Bob. 
Yeah, Hang no, I agree with you. on how great those truck campers are. No, and, and you're exactly right. And the one thing I think that will do that, it, and quite honestly, um, most of it's for first-time buyers, it's price. Oh, um, well, that makes sense. Yeah, because... Yeah, just the, think about how many times you have explained to somebody why a truck camper costs what it costs. Right. Right. Um, and, and I think truck campers still have the... Uh, what is it? The myth, the the persona, the the air of being problematic mm-hmm. and maybe top heavy. And if you're not familiar with them, they're kind of I don't know. Uh, no question. Yeah. The complexity of the of the purchase mm-hmm. uh, is higher in a, in a truck camper than a trailer. You have to think about what truck I need. Mm-hmm. You have to think about the support co- equipment, obviously. Right. And, and all those kind of things. I think that makes it a, a, a more difficult sale for you guys and for us to explain. Uh, we have to do a better job of explaining that of how to go about doing that. But quite honestly, the lack of really good, high quality, easy to use half ton truck campers in the market, uh, will be a limiting factor until that goes away because you just look at the numbers, right? The trucks in the market right. today, 90% of them are half ton. Mm-hmm. Right. So you got 10%, which is three quarter ton or one ton. And that's what we build. Yeah. Um, you know, we have the 650, which is, is half ton, but it's, it's on the upper end of it. Mm-hmm. You have to have the properly equipped truck to be, to, to do that. So I think it's a combination of that, but here again, EVs, um, is forcing us as manufacturers to look at lightweight everything, including truck campers. So yeah. uh, I I really am pushing our team to look at lighter truck campers that fit in half tons. Number one, because mm-hmm. half ton half ton gas trucks aren't going away for the near future. Right. Um, but at some point, um, you know, all the EV trucks. People are going to be looking to put something in the back of them, and how, it's not going to—it's not going to be eleven seventy-two. How closely is Lance? <laughs> how closely is Lance keeping an eye on the Tesla truck, the Cybertruck, and the Rivian? Are y'all keeping a good eye on that? Yeah, we are. We look at that EV market a lot, and and unfortunately, it's just the limitation of payload number one mm-hmm. and and range number two. Right, range um, is always what I hear. Yeah, yeah, and and the big innovation there will be being able to let the the vehicle, whether it's a trailer or a truck camper, recharge the the vehicle with its own battery capacity. Because we just talked about how much we can store in our in our product. Right. We can store a lot of amp hours in those sure. batteries. Right. Sure. And right. if we're going down the road, there's no reason it can't put it back into the vehicle. So the real goal is mm. to take that EV's uh, range. When you when you throw a trailer on the back of an EV, the range goes from maybe. 300 to 100. Mm -hmm. So if we can put power back into the EV and get it back up to the 300 range while it's still towing, then you've got a win-win. So that's, I think, where innovation is going to be. I think Lance needs to develop a new uh, eight or nine pin plug. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes. So is is that on the drawing board? Clint, I'm going to steal Clint. He needs to be on our R&D team. Everybody needs a Clint. I swear. I know what. I'll tell you what. You need a Clint. You do not need our Clint. Can't have him. (laughs) I followed the coffee. There you go. Yeah, that's that's unfortunately true. So talking about solar um, and lithium, things like that, obviously it's a trend that we've seen growing rapidly are there any other trends that you're seeing in the rv industry that are getting bigger or about to be big 
Yeah, well, related to that is just the whole systems has to move to 12 volt. So when you look at the RV right now, we have systems of everything. We have 110, mm-hmm. we have 12, we have propane, uh, you know, we have everything. So I think it's it's that whole innovation of how do you streamline all that and get more options, let's say, in the 12 volt world. For example, t- smart TVs and 12 volt are very, very limited. Right. You know, everybody wants a smart TV. They want it big. Uh, right. And, right. And of course. It, yeah. Right. <laughs> and you want a 12 volt, even though we're going camping, we want that big TV. Um so uh, that's the next challenge is, and even on heating and cooling, and that's why we were using Truma in some of our trailers and products, and it, it's working out really well because you can use 12-volt, 110, uh, or uh, propane. And having that flexibility, I think, is going to be the biggest innovation moving forward to it. And then it's all about lightweight, Lindsay. It's lightweight and strength. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you get the weight out of it and keep the strength? And typically, lightweight and strength don't go together uh, unless it's huge money, you know, carbon fiber and that kind of thing. So to keep the price down and and still make it lighter and stronger uh, is the innovation that I see. Um, And then how do, how do you get EVs to, to work with everything we're doing? Yeah. That'll be interesting. I know that the refrigerators have done a lot with 12 volt the past year or two, and they're becoming much more commonplace. Um, But we still have the AC issue. Yeah. So that's yep. still. But it's interesting. Yeah, that's problem. still the big deal, right? But mm-hmm. it, it's coming around. So the whole boondocking and and twelve volt trend is pushing again the suppliers to come up with different things, and and I think you'll see more innovation along those lines because we want our creature comforts, um, but we want it to be battery powered, um, twelve volt powered, mm-hmm. I should say. Um, so I think that's where you're going to see most of the innovation. Um, just my opinion. I mean, I look around and I and I think the last two things that need that big surge of power are your AC and if you have a microwave. Yeah. And there are systems with inverters that make it possible, but those look my looking around. That's like our last two standouts: that's, the that's AC right. and the microwave. And and I'm okay passing on a microwave, and I think a lot of people could work around that. But you cannot work around an air conditioner in a lot of climates, including ours. You just can't. As you can't. guys know, yep. yep. You yeah. just no, can't. Yep. And, and in the northern climates, all about heat right. uh, in the right. winter, you know. And, and so those are the big things. And, and again, Clint, you hit it on the head. So ACs are coming along. And matter of fact, in, in our uh, Enduro prototype, we had a little portable 12-volt uh, AC mm-hmm. system. And if the rig is small enough, it, it works. But once you get into the larger trailers, you're going to need a – a replacement for that AC. Uh, but again, um, they're getting more efficient and they will work on 12 volt. We've proven it. And I think you're going to see a lot of innovation in, in that area uh, as, as well. Um, from a marketing standpoint, uh, because this is kind of a realm I exist in here at Princess Craft, what are the shifts happening on where our viewers are where can you connect with our viewers now on social media yeah. platforms and things like that? Where, where are they yeah. at? What are they listening to? What's working? Well, you know, I, I've been doing marketing for a little while and my, my big thing is always just find out who your customer is. You got to identify the customer and then where do they, what I call, where do they hang out? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, and when hang out, I mean, what, what, where do they consume their media? Yeah. Where do they connect? So, where do they connect exactly right. where they consume media, what events do they go to, what clubs do they go to that kind of, mm-hmm. and that'll, that'll answer all the questions you just asked there. So in our, in our 
uh, market. Uh, again, the two very different demographics, the mm-hmm. traditional uh, uh, millennial or Gen Z and or Gen X and boomer um, social has always been Facebook um, and it's not changing for them. Uh, they're not migrating too much to Instagram and other platforms. When they do, it's because their grandkids forced them to. I, uh, um, <laughs> darn grandkids. But, they don't want to be there, but they'll be there for their grandkids. They, exactly. But well, when that's they how go they there, got on it, Facebook. I was about to okay? say, they didn't want to be on Facebook either. That's how they and got now there. they love it. <laughs> exactly. But when they go there, it's truly for social. It's not for educational or for right. research. Right. Um, right. And, and But that's that group. And I watch it really closely because we, we do, we spend a lot of time and effort in social media and Facebook and we watch. And the only reason we're on social media, quite honestly, is, is to, to let people know about the brand mm-hmm. and hopefully they'll move over to our website to learn about our product more and find their local dealer. Yeah. Right. And then once they're at the dealer, our job is, is accomplished. So they, the, the, they move from Facebook to our website, um, really well. Um, and for that demographic, not from Instagram and other things, although, the one that I always find just intriguing is Pinterest. Pinterest. Pinterest Isn't y'all. that yeah. crazy? Clint and I look at that too. It's the too. craziest it's, thing. How does it I keep you, on going? You know, I, and, and when I bring it up to a younger generation of social media expert or people that are involved in it, they're like, they look at me like, yeah, you're 61 years old. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. Pinterest was 20 years ago. <laughs> and I say, well, let me look at my analytics because I just care about my analytics. Exactly. I don't care about what I like or anybody we else. See the like same I look thing. at my analytics. Right. I get more traffic. So on Facebook, we have about 220,000 followers on Pinterest. I think we have 4,000 or something, Mm 3000. We get more traffic from Pinterest to our to our website than Facebook. Right. I don't know how they, they do a, Lindsay, a remarkable job of. I'm away. <laughs> they do a remarkable job of sending backlinks straight to your website and people click on them. They see an image, That's they right. click on it, off they go to your website and it's unreal what Pinterest does. Yes. I have to remind myself it exists, but every time I look I at our say, When's the last time you logged into Pinterest? And like, Would you believe? Uh, never yesterday really yeah I, for what chicken soup recipe uh <laughs> it, it was it was motorcycle related uh-uh. there you go <laughs> and, and, and clint another thing uh sorry pj but we're gonna make clint an offer he can't refuse but no, 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 no. yeah but i know where is, you live uh, yeah i know i know, I know. Uh, that's right we'll come down to baja one of these years it'll, it'll all be good it will um, be good so in from a demographic standpoint, most people think associate Pinterest with with female, you know, usage. Not the case. You right. know, talk about clean, and what I use it for. I have fly fishing. Yep. I have motorcycles. Yep. I have uh, adventure trailer. Uh-huh. I want to see uh-huh. square. We're, we're you know we want to see what's going on in the squareback world, and I look at it every day, Lindsay. Every really? day I get a feed. Oh my gosh! Because I can tell you what. Maybe I should get back on now. Pinterest. Pinterest <laughs> is so good about throwing it in your face. They market to your email constantly. Hey, yep. you got some cool stuff here. Check it out. And you can't resist, you know, just it's, pushing the link and taking a look. And then you're hooked because there is instead of, you know, Instagram where you get one picture, one picture and you have to scroll. Yeah, yeah. They just throw 500 it's, pictures at you and, and you're one like, leads to 20 more, which leads See, to 50 yeah. more. <laughs> all squirrels and rabbit trails. It's crazy. Yeah. It's all squirrels and yeah. rabbit trails. But it's just Pinterest just, it's the ultimate like 
consumer, but you just makes you feel bad because it's a bunch of stuff you aren't never going to buy and a bunch of stuff you can never make and a bunch of ideas you can never fulfill. That's why I got off it. It was just but sad. But people like to Is that not how y'all that. use Pinterest? People no, like no, to I, see I, that. No, I don't. I, um, I, you know, quite honestly, I think in a lot of our, our customers use it um, for ideas. It's, it's all yeah. about yeah. DIY. You yeah. know, when you look at and, and one of the things on social that we love on, on our page, all of our platform, is what did you do to your rig to make it different? And van life mm-hmm. has brought a new yeah, level to that, that's right? True. That's and you look right. at the cool remodeling and the stuff that they do, and they're so proud of what they've done. And some of them are just killer. And they, I mean, they should look, be, man. Yeah, they, they look great. So yeah. for ideas, and just, just like we did if you're going to remodel your bathroom, you know, right. when you look at ideas for that, you know, uh, but – on the guy side of it's yeah it's solar i mean how look at pictures for how i laid out my solar i'm tying flies okay what's the best bluing olive pattern you know for Mm -hmm. over here so it's really amazing and and again i analytics led me to that not a personal use Mm -hmm. of it but it's what is our demographic use our younger demographic is is definitely heavily weighted towards instagram and and youtube um okay and you guys are the youtube masters you know miss pj hero of youtube uh, walk around. Um, <laughs> I did that. Which, yes. <laughs> Again, Clint is responsible. Yeah. No. Well, it was before Clint's time when you started that. No. Ooh, no. You don't no. know. I wasn't even employed, and I was doing that here. Clint, <laughs> Clint videoed well, those walkthroughs from the very beginning, probably 2010. Before I was on the payroll. Yeah. Years ago. He's he's the one that started it. Yeah. Literally. Well, finally, three yeah, or four I, years ago, I had to hire him. Well, you guys, as you well know, you're you're part of my marketing arm. You don't know that, but you know you you oh, with your oh, videos, no. you, you drive more traffic to to our website than than anybody almost. But um, no, so you know we have to look at all the platforms. Bottom line, mm-hmm. here's a new platform that it's not new; it's been around for a long time, but it's becoming uh, a factor in marketing. Is LinkedIn? Yes, um, I know. You know LinkedIn as a, I'm exhausted as a platform, thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, really? no, yes, yes. Just, just quite it's honestly. We just started a, a, a branded LinkedIn site for, for Lance um, just a few months ago. It's on my to-do list, PJ. Yeah. No, it, it, what happens is, you know, it's typically a networking site, right? Yeah. Uh, right. Kind of thing. And, hey, if you're looking for a job and that kind of thing, it's become a social site. So It has. The, yeah, the crossover from a, a branding or, a, or, a, or a, a product site, a manufacturer site or even a dealer site on LinkedIn um, to your personal site of that employee mm-hmm. from the CEO down to a, anybody uh, has crossed mm-hmm. over. And so employees are posting image, you know, pictures from the brand and the brand is talking about their, their brand and the people and the products and all that. So it's becoming uh, a, another major platform to, uh, to be involved in. So if I want to know about Lance, I can just go to LinkedIn and I'll get to see everybody. You'll 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 see a, a we I'll be honest with you, we're just getting going on it. We've got a long <laughs> give him way a to second. Go. Okay. Give us give us a few months. But yeah, it's just another platform that has come up and yeah. uh, become a, a tool for everybody. So are you uh are you on TikTok? We are not. Um we are not and probably won't be. Uh, okay. but uh, our our customers are, and again, the younger demographic is is, yeah. and the older de- demographic is again just because they get sent stuff from their right from their kids and grandkids. But that's um, right. No, I I haven't seen from a, a corporate standpoint uh, the benefit of it. And again, I think 
just like anything else, you have to prioritize and, and focus. Yeah. And I don't know. What, I don't know what that means. She doesn't. She does Honestly, not know what I don't know said. what that means. I have Clinton <laughs> Lindsay, so I don't need to do either of those. Right. right I hear you. Um, so, you know, uh, we kind of look at all of that and monitor it all, but we, we try to focus our attention on certain things and, and that hasn't been one. And, but video obviously is the huge thing everywhere and whatever platform it, that ends up being on, whether it's a three second uh, shot uh, or a, a 20 minute walk around, that's, as you guys know, is the, the key to everything. And matter yep. of fact, moving to our product side of it is, um, electronic owner's manuals. You know, when you talk about the younger generation and the f- usability side of things, you know, how do I work this stereo? My God, how do I work my new Truma, you know, heater? So yes. putting all that on video and having an electronic owner's manual is a big priority for me this year. That um, would be awesome. We see a lot of manufacturers yeah. doing that. Mm-hmm. Such a huge help for the service department who gets all the crazy calls. We can yeah. just direct people there. And it is that way, too, with trying to figure out what's wrong with your furnace or why your refrigerator is making that noise. You know, yeah. we can direct people to online manuals and they can just sit there yeah. on their phone and look it up and right. read about it. Well, it's really great. The greatest learning yeah. resource out there in the world right now is YouTube. So if you That's have right. these yeah. video manuals out on YouTube and you have them time stamped, Google yeah. ser- Google searches serves up those timestamps mm-hmm. specifically exactly. for the question asked. Yeah, and, and that's the key because our owner's manuals with our diversity of product and models, we it's a generic owner's manual. And that's what's most frustrating right. for somebody. It like, is. You know, I've, it I is. got a 1475 and it doesn't have that stereo in it. It's yes. just a stereo in it. Yes. Yeah. So, or heaven uh, forbid you change stereos, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like and we, then yeah. we're all shot in the foot. Yeah. Um, but, but it you know, happens. YouTube, yeah, YouTube's phenomenal. And, you know, uh, and, and the, our suppliers are doing a really good job of, hey, here's a, Here's a online, you know, video of how to get started, and we can share that with our customers as well. So, not every manufacturer has to do their own specific one on the component side of it, which is mm-hmm. good. So we've we've worked really good, you know, with all the major suppliers, and hopefully we can get better at um, getting that accessible so people don't have to search so much. Yeah. You know, that that's kind of the goal, right? Yeah. What about yeah. our V shows? It's 2022. Oh, yeah. They're coming back. What uh, everybody uh, wants to go to a show now. I think people are so ready. What do you think that's going to look like or how do you think it's going to impact the industry? Yeah, I I think it's going to be a good year. I think I think there's so much pent up demand. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic. Um, It really just comes down to what's going on with COVID in that month. Really, it's not even a year thing anymore. It's month to month. It's true. Um, And it's state to state uh, and it's city to city and it's venue to venue. Uh, so I, I think attendant total attendance wise will be at or slightly below the norm before COVID. Um, and I'm going by experience. So SEMA this year was the first time they came back after being away two years and it was about 80% of pre COVID attendance. Hmm. Pretty darn good. You know, there's a lot of people there, right? You know, there's, there's a lot of people there. Uh, I think the Tampa super show this month will be our first indication of what it's going to be like for the rest of this season, mm-hmm. at least the winter show season, what we call the winter show season. And I think that'll be a good, good indicator of it, of what's it, what it's going to be like. But I think, I think it's going to be good. Um, 
but I'm cautiously optimistic at the total numbers. Um, and the other side of it is just product availability. Mm-hmm. You know, um, if if we can't get a lot of product to those shows, that could cause uh, attendance to come down a little bit. But people go to those shows because they just want to see what's out there. They want to be back in the lifestyle and get psyched up again. So I, I think we're going to have good attendance this year. I really do. Whether you have to wear a mask or don't, um, you know, uh, or prove uh, vaccination or not, I, I think it's going to be good. If there's a show people will want to attend just yeah, to I, just to be out there in that venue and see what's happening. Yeah. And you look at, you know, concerts and football games and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, even though what's going what's going on with the spike now, you know, we're they're still sold out NFL football games going on. Right. So I think I think you'll continue to see that. Well, before we let you go, Bob, I yeah. have one last question. Yeah. Can you give us any hints of any really cool stuff that's coming down the pike in Lance? Yeah. All the 2022 product. <laughs> oh, no, oh, he got no I wanted the real scoop. <laughs> Wait, you, you yeah. were talking earlier about the uh, adventure extreme something for, that you took to SEMA. What, what? Oh, yeah, that. Too. Yeah. Before oh, yeah, that. that. Is that a real thing? What is that? Before I get to that, before I get to Uh-oh. that. Can I talk about the 22 just a little bit? I got to brag on the 22. Yes. Okay, sure. I, I, I got to brag on it. I'm really excited about it. Um, and you guys, I think you've got some by now, one or two. or We got one. There. It's already mm-hmm. sold and gone, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, I'm really excited because the the new decor is number one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, they're fresh. They're light, which customers have been asking for for a while. Yes. Um, very they, modern, very clean. Yep. It's, it's just really look good you know i think all three of them look good you know i don't think there's a a loser in the bunch um so i'm really excited about that i'm also excited about the graphics i think i love the new uh, euro inspired uh, graphics uh, standard graphics on the trailer i think they look really good Mm -hmm. Um, i love all the black accents to it so i think overall it's really good that like we talked about earlier the combination of the standard features now becoming options Mm -hmm. it's a lot less confusing to people um so i think that's all good and we continue to to add and innovate with with solar and inverters, you know, more and more, um, and that kind of thing. So I'm excited about that. The window, the window change, both the window itself and and the screen and and shade mechanisms being all Euro style is phenomenal. If you've never camped with those windows, you got to do it. The the access of it can almost go 90 degree, you know, vertical. And if you get cross ventilation um, between it's like the old window and yeah, they had a little crank out at the bottom yeah. of the glass piece, mm-hmm. right? It's a world of difference. I mean, yeah. I've been on the desert in 105 degrees at night, and that breeze coming across was just gorgeous. Yep. And the screen goes up and down, the privacy and everything else, the entry door. I mean, simple things like the entry door with the built-in screen, right. the Euro door. So all of that stuff makes it uh, the experience a lot a lot more fun and enjoyable, and I think our people are going to love it. Um, and so that I'm, I'm excited about that product. I'm excited about, you know, uh, the little things that people don't see, like the Goodyear tires, you know, they don't think about stuff like that. And they, they'll ask the question, you guys ask it, why does Lance cost what it does? It's the sum of the parts, right? And, right. and we don't skimp on components. We use Goodyear tires and, and that kind of thing. And it all costs more, but I think it, it gives a better quality product. So that's what I'm excited about. Um, and I'm excited about uh, some of the, the family oriented models that, you know, obviously the 2465 has done done good and right. I think we'll continue to do better. 
Um, and actually the non-slide models. I mean, I love the 2075, but. Well, how um, do you I not? It's, re- it's such a great trailer. And I think people, more people will, will uh, line up behind that non-slide uh, thing mm-hmm. that I don't have to have the slide so much. I mean, slide outs are phenomenal and it just increases the livability. But um, the 1475 without a slide is a great trailer as well. Um, so I think uh, that innovation will continue to look at smaller, lighter, non-slide units, and, and that'll be fun. Um, but going, Lindsay, I, I, I didn't want to, uh, I want to talk about that product a little bit um, because it's so cool and, and I'm really passionate about it. it. It really came out of the fact that we need to do more um, innovation, more testing of stuff. Um, whether it gets to market or not, I don't know. We haven't made that decision yet. But the fact that our our direction and our and the rev group is letting us look at stuff like that to me is really exciting so real quickly mm-hmm. we you know going to these overland venues we saw that there's a huge market for lightweight small off-the-grid stuff that can be towed behind a 3500 pound gvwr vehicle or toast max tow rating vehicle or at least 5,000. so what you we're guys, talking about is the one you took to sema right yeah, which is uh, a real it, small we, off-road, yeah. off-the-grid type trailer. Yeah. Does it have and a you name? you guys know. I mean, it, it does. Like, And you guys know. I mean, you're the master of small trailers in, in Texas. Right, right. right. So you, you know that market better than anybody. Yeah. It's called the Enduro. Uh, Enduro. And so, yeah, we looked at the Overland thing and said, okay, you know, and quite honestly, asking friends and consumers, what's the minimum things you want to have in a trailer that that size? So a lot of the customers are Jeepers. And mm-hmm. so they're limited mm-hmm. so to true. either a 5,000 or a 3,500 pound towing capacity. So, okay, let's make it 3,500 GVWR, bring it in, say, you know, 2,500 pounds. So you got a thousand pounds of, of cargo capacity or 800 or something like that. But what are the main features you got to have? And quite honestly, the females on this side said, I got to have an indoor toilet. Mm-hmm. It really is important to me. I don't like having to go into the, to use the public one. I don't like having to go in a bucket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> so I want that inside. And and a lot of people said inside shower. And I did a survey. I did a lot of consumer survey. So I put out a, a survey monkey to all of our LOA members and just said, hey, you know, what are the weights? What are the features? All this kind of stuff you like. And that's how we got to where we did. And it really involved around, I loved, I loved to have stand-up height somewhere in the unit. doesn't have to be the whole unit. Right. Without a pop-up. You know, so if you look at a lot of the trailers, they're, they're pop-ups, and that brings a whole realm of different issues with the water access and right, all that stuff. Right. So and we parts wanted moving, to, uh, canvas, fold-ups, yeah, all of yeah, latches. Yeah. yeah, so simple, hard. So that started out, so, okay, let's make it in the back. Let's make a six-foot or whatever the thing is, and we'll put a, a, a small wet bath in there, and you take care of those things. And then simply sleeping facility, and everything else can be outside, so the exterior kitchen, and it drove all that form factor of it. Um, and then we developed it and built a prototype uh, all within, I think, seven months mm-hmm. uh, and took it to SEMA and just to get reaction. And we just wanted to find out, get the voice of the consumer, which is, is huge. Typically, in the RV industry, we don't do a lot of that. We, we listen to our dealers. We listen mm-hmm. to our reps. We listen to some of our customers. But we don't go like the automotive industry and take that prototype to an auto show and get reaction. Right. So that's that's what this was all about. Let's just find out. Do they like the idea? So how was the reaction? It was it was very, very good. 
Okay, yeah, so good. yeah, over the top good. <laughs> maybe maybe next year we get to see this. I I really hope so. Um, our challenge, quite honestly, I don't think it's any secret, is trying to get produced what is already sold. Right. And right. So you we don't have to say. I think that's everybody's <laughs> challenge right now. Yeah. Right. Right. So that's definitely that's what we're focusing. Yeah. That's what we're focusing on, and uh, you know we have to fulfill the orders that are out there and get inventory levels back to what they need to be so you guys can continue to do a, a great job. Um, and then we can look at that. Uh, and uh, it would certainly be a great viable product for us, I think. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, we'll look forward to it. Absolutely. Well, very good. I have learned so much. Every time <laughs> I think I know a lot about Lance, it's always so good to talk to you and get to hear kind of how things have morphed with you guys. I am blown yeah. away that you now have 50% newbies yeah I no, mean, it's crazy really yeah. that's crazy you know i, I am blown away and i'm blown here, away that but... you get on pinterest every single day <laughs> yeah. so now we know bob's secret bob i'll come here you, <laughs> you gotta back me up dude there's that's, i'll you, show you, you some pins it's, it's good gonna, it's all good they'll be pinterest oh, have, buddies a, bob oh, and yeah, clint no, I, I have a board there you know it's bobby's favorites and i i shoot them over there and uh I really want to build a, a scrambler motorcycle. I want to take like a seventies vintage, you know, uh, motorcycle and build a scramble on it. So get two. Some... <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I'm, I'm working on, on an old KLR right now. Are you really? Oh, yeah. you know, I worked at Kawasaki for a while. Oh so. yeah. You know, well then. Yeah. Yeah. We should talk. We just brought it back. All right, guys. Uh, we, we, just... Make but a Pinterest anyway. board. Don't, about don't it. we, don't we have a podcast about RVs? I kind of thought we did. We have a podcast about well, joy the, and fun. Okay. Well, this qualifies. <laughs> yeah, then. Okay. Fair enough. I gotta tell you. I yeah. gotta tell you. Um, what you know, following uh, the squareback uh, mm-hmm. pin boards um, has given me a lot of input for enduro. Yes. And, ah, and, interesting. Yo, oh yeah, because guys are building these and girls are building these things in their garage left and right. Yeah. yeah. And it's really cool to see the innovation or what they're their their challenges are and what they like or what they don't like i learn more is as much from pinterest on innovation on squareback trailers than i do anything else mm-hmm. <laughs> oh does lance know that <laughs> absolutely I, I put i put pinterest pictures of square drop trailers in my powerpoint presentations to talk about product yep. <laughs> oh my goodness i love that all right i love that now we know bob's secret there you go there well you bob go. it's been so great thank you so much for taking time to talk to us absolutely my pleasure and please remember visit lancecamper.com yep to learn all about the product and then go to your favorite dealer princess craft where they'll take great care of you and we'll link uh we'll link your website all the cool lance products on awesome. our show page mm-hmm. yeah. so it's right. easy to find there and we, we got go. the brand new brochures finally out to you guys. So Woo-hoo! hopefully you got those or we'll be getting those in the next day or two. Thanks, Bob. And, uh, we could even yeah. link Bobby's Pinterest board. <laughs> there you go. I'll tell you what. If you're, if you're, into, motor, if you're into motorcycles, fly fishing, RVs, uh, then you'll like it. Okay. <laughs> there good. you go. Very good. <laughs> Thanks, well, guys. All right. Appreciate the time. Mm-hmm. That wraps up the interview with Bob. And once again, I'm back from my living room here on the Sunday afternoon. And because we didn't record an actual out section for this podcast, let's go ahead and do that now. 
Um, don't forget, you can always check on other episodes we've ever done at rbsmalltalk.com. Do subscribe to our podcast, please. And any of your podcast listening apps, we do really enjoy using the Apple Podcast app or Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Those are some of our go-tos around here. So look us up and follow the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast there. Drop us a comment and a review, please. It always helps us out. Send your questions to questions at rvsmalltalk.com and we will see you out there camping. Have a wonderful one.